Have you ever felt like you were under a microscope? Have you ever had that experience where someone is just watching and waiting for you to do something wrong? Other phrases uh, that might help us illustrate that is uh, walking on eggshells. You know, maybe you feel like you're walking on eggshells at home or with your spouse. Have you ever felt like somebody threw you under the bus? You know, just completely like threw you under the bus and made you take all the blame for something, even when it wasn't your fault. Have you ever felt bullied or scapegoated or felt like you had the deck stacked against you? All of these different forms of power play and experiences of us of having kind of the, the forces unleashed against us are illustrated through all the readings in today's readings. And so we hear Jeremiah say, he says very clearly, I hear the whisperings of many, terror on every side, denounce, let us denounce him. All those who are my friends are now on watch for my misstep. And perhaps we can trap him, perhaps we can prevail against him and take vengeance upon him. We have experiences in life that are like this. And the one who is always behind these examples is Satan. Satan is the enemy, ultimately, who is the one that wants to rally everybody around one scapegoat and place all the blame on that person or all the blame on, um, on whatever it may be. And certainly we're seeing this play out right now in our society very clearly. We're seeing it with the, the racial injustice, the racial wars, with the rioting, with the police brutality, with the um, retaliation against the police. It all becomes power play against power play against power play against power play. And whenever that happens, we can see that the enemy is involved. Whenever that scapegoating begins to take place or those mechanisms take, take place of one power against another, we can see very clearly that it's not of God. Because God wants us to unite. He wants to, us to come together. And Satan is the one that always divides. And I'm just going to give a few examples to, to help us see how we all have probably experienced this in our own lives. And so first of all, we can see this very clearly that uh, for people of the black culture, they have been oppressed, they have been abused, they have been killed without justice, and that's why we see all this anger coming forward right now. If you have ever been imprisoned or know someone that's gone through the jail system, the, the, um, the intensity or the, the increase of recidivism, the, the likeliness of a person going back to jail is so high. It's like all the structure, all the power is kind of against them actually succeeding in life. Think about those that might be illegal immigrants right now living in our country, like they're probably constantly on guard of doing something wrong uh, and knowing that they'll get sent back. I asked online, I, I asked for people to give me examples of times that they experienced this, um, you know, um, attack against them or being under a microscope. And this one uh, woman said that her first year as a teacher, she started teaching in a brand new school and there were a certain group of parents that just rallied around her like vultures. She said, waiting to attack her. She said, no matter what she did, they just, they came in on attack. And then she said, over time, many of those parents would come to see that she was a good teacher and, you know, they came to love her as a teacher. But she had that experience of just being rallied around. 
I know teachers without tenure have to be on guard. You know, until they get on tenure, they have to be on guard about everything. Think about children growing up in sports programs. You know, they kind of have to always be on. If they mess up, they'll get cut for the team or moved to second string. Think about parents who are in a custody battle over their child and have to really worry about every single thing that they do being looked at. I think about our young kids, for our teenagers online, on social media. You know, everything that they do is out there. It's on YouTube, it's on Facebook, it's on Twitter. And at any moment, people can turn against them. They can find something wrong with them, and wow, watch out for that unleashing of power. It happens with pub public figures. You know, they do one thing wrong, and that's it for their career. I've experienced that as a priest, you know, doing something where I might mess up, and all of a sudden, letters go to the bishop, and that's a horrible feeling. Um, if you think about if you've ever been involved in a lawsuit where somebody's suing you and they have way more money or resources, what a horrible feeling that is to be powerless. Think about children that grow up in alcoholic homes or with abusive parents and the people that are supposed to love and support them and care for them are the opposite and they're all by themselves having to grow up in that. You know, so for all of these examples, we experience what it's like to, to have everything turned against us, to have the deck stacked, stacked against us, to be under the microscope, to feel like anything that we do can and will be used against us. It's a horrible feeling. It's a horrible feeling to, to live through. And God comes to us repeatedly to say that he is a God of justice that he will not let the oppressed continue to be oppressed. There's a, a Netflix uh, show on right now with Dave Chappelle, and Dave Chappelle says uh, a very powerful line. He says, uh, he's saying in response to the police officer, but he's saying, what are you signifying? That you can kneel on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds and feel like you wouldn't get the wrath of God? See, God doesn't allow these things to go unnoticed. God doesn't allow, allow us who may be powerless um, to remain that way. And so we hear throughout each of the readings, I'm just going to read you a section from each reading. From the first book of Jeremiah, O Lord God of hosts who test the just, who probe the mind and the heart, let me witness the vengeance that you will take on them. For to you I have entrusted my cause. So if we're being oppressed or if we're being... Uh, um, Manipulator, or if we're in a bad situation, we have a bad marriage or bad parents or bad whatever it may be, really trusting that God is going to work it out. Now we hear in the psalm today, I have become an outcast to my brothers, a stranger to my mother's children, because zeal for your house consumes me, and the insults of those who blaspheme you fall upon me. So we're normally here people cursing God, but the curses come upon us. And then in Romans, through one man sin entered the world, and through sin death, and thus death came to all men, inasmuch all sinned. So the reality is we all experience oppression. We all experience abuse. We all experience manipulation. And then finally, Matthew says, fear no one. If this is happening to you, do not be afraid. And do not be afraid of those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. The soul. So what do we do when we experience this going on, all of this um, tension between powers? 
I think the first thing to do is really examine our hearts and our minds to make sure that we're not the ones doing the oppressing or the abusing or the manipulation. So really asking ourselves, is there anyone that I am oppressing or abusing or manipulating? And if we are really allowing God to convert our hearts, to go to confession, confess those sins and be transformed. And then secondly, to ask, am I being abused? Is there a situation in my life that is really wrong and I'm being abused? Now the important thing is how we handle that is to really work with God in that. Because the enemy is really uh, at power there. And sometimes the, the, the uh, tendency is to become the abuser. So if we're being abused, the tendency is to lash out and become the abuser. And then the cycle continues on. So really letting God guide us, convert our hearts so that we can truly help overcome the sin in our worlds. And I think we can finally be uh, comforted by the reading that we hear in Romans. The gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression one, the many died, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many? Grace is so much more powerful than sin. And so for any um, oppression that we've experienced, any abuse that we've experienced, any manipulation that we've experienced, Grace is so much more powerful. And so we turn to God, especially at this Mass, and we ask that he free us from oppression, from abuse, from violence, from all of this that's going on, and help us to be one body in Christ.